Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch and the two Nathans. We appreciate your company. Now, Brian, we'd love to kick off the week with Monday A-grades. You're a bit of an A-grade, my friend. You weren't here. I wasn't. I was an A-grade. I was um, in my other job, yes. my other profession. Launching seasons, that's what you were doing. But you missed out on the decibel duo, Boogie. Oh, Boogie and Woogie. That's it. Yeah, were they as good as they always are? We'll have a listen. Okay. Well, my co-pilot today, say hello to the team, Hello. Uh, boys, don't point it out. I need the work. <laughs> so <laughs> just let's not make anybody aware of the fact that these blokes don't show up. So do you right. and Barney, do you, do you have a schedule? Do you share the... We do, and the, we, we uh, share yeah. the jokes as well. It's all the same stuff. <laughs> yes. um, what we did last week um, for Woogie, yes. who's 50% of Boogie and Woogie, we got him to listen to, because he's a mad joke teller, and he's going to tell us a joke very shortly oh, too, oh, oh, uh, Woogie. Nah. Uh, and we got Barney to critique how he delivered the joke. So what oh, we thought we'd do today good. is that Woogie, and he could use the same joke if he wants, mm-hmm. uh, he can do a yeah, joke, no. joke right now for you, which you can also uh, critique. No. No, yep. I'm not. No, I'm not going to do that. Have you guys not got enough material today that you have to use last week's? Is that what's going on? Well, I've got much. to say, I'm on. I'm on Joel and Professor's side here. I mm. think. No, no. Well, Barney critiqued you last week, and the Professor this week. You know, both comedians in their own right. Yep. So I think. Um, are they? Wait. <laughs> are they really? I mean, Barney definitely is. Yes. He, he gets. <laughs> I'm a pretender. There's he no was nice to that. me, Barney. You know, he's you a get lovely stuff, man, Barney. Joel. Sorry, I'm not so, doing it. Sorry, Woogie. All right. Now, uh, something I wanted to ask you, boys, the cricket. Yep. And now, in particular, mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to ask you, Justin, um, <laughs> did you cut, catch much of the third oh, day? Don't, don't get him started. Oh, my blood pressure's oh, down. No. down. What what, is, what's happened, Woogie? What do you mean, what's happened? <laughs> don't start me, Joel. <laughs> Eight for 28. That's all I say. Yeah. That's all I'll say. The messages that I was receiving yesterday throughout the afternoon were disgusting. Mm. Mm. Shocking, yeah. wasn't it? Do you, who was messaging you? <laughs> well, yeah, send yeah. them on. Send yeah. them on. I'll send them out. What do you uh, boys make of it? I mean, is is this what happens when you have a, a player-led recovery of Australian cricket? Now Pat Cummins on a plane. We're more concerned. Home. We're more concerned about the amount of smog that that Pat was playing in. Yeah. Is yeah. he okay? Is that why he's heading back just to get some fresh air? <laughs> Clean his lungs. <laughs> Uh, oh, no I, wonder they got out. They, you couldn't see the bloody no. ball. Oh, right. Oh, no. But what, the Indians are looking at different stuff, are they? They're I, used to it, I think. I just think I my take on it is India is very good in India. Yep. Yes. And we're always going to lose there. And we Thank just you. need to take it as a, as a loss. And we just Absolutely. move on and we win the Ashes. Okay. So, Hang on. So when the game is in neutral territory. Yeah. Abu Dhabi. Yes. Who, do you, who would you like to be on? Who do you think <laughs> on the most neutral surface are Australia still the premier force? Yes. No. No. I would like to see them. <laughs> I'd like to see Justin. It, yeah, I'd like to see it on AstroTurf. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like down in the park cricket? Yep, yep, yep. yep Let's yep. see Mitchell Stark coming in at 150. And there must be a worn patch for where the yeah, bowler lands. That's right. Well, that's where the spinners are going <laughs> to hit. That's the footmark. Exactly right. Uh, you, What do you think, boys? Who on neutral territory? I agree with perfect you, pitch? Professor. I just feel as though we've been unsuccessful there for, there for, what, since 2004. Mm. And uh, it's difficult to win over there. Wait, so you know he's on, not a real professor. On on neutral territory. <laughs> Definitely not of cricket, yeah. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> on neutral territory, I think Australia with their, oh, with their bowling lineup. But have you guys got short memories? What? They know, beat us in Australia with their B team mm. on their oh, last tour. Oh, that was because of COVID. That was COVID. Yeah. That was oh, was yeah. Yeah. I'm not, sorry, I'm not sure or how, but I'm blaming Kate. <laughs> he is a professor. <laughs> Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. And we caught up with our great mate, the Bozzer. He was driving out to Daceyville, I think he was, with his family, mm-hmm. ready to play a bit of soccer, a bit of the round ball. Uh, but on this very same day, Brian, you launched a brand new segment. Well, it's not, it's not new. You keep saying this. Yeah. Fletcher's Feuds. Well, it had been so dormant, it feels new. It was new, and it was, it was a new addition because it had Gus and Trent Copeland just yeah. butting heads. I'll tell you someone who I think would never find themselves in a feud. This man, Will Harris, wasn't he a gym? Oh, keeper. Keeper. I'm going out to watch him tomorrow night. At the Tartar Bar. Yep, I'll be there. Get the We've not caught up with together anyway in 2023 the infectious, the lovable Mark Bosnich. He's on the line. G'day, Boz. Good afternoon, Joel. Hello, Brian. Hello, Mark. <laughs> I, I love when I speak to you because you're you just you are you're infectious. Yes. You're up and about. Thank you very much. Now, Thank you very much. And before we start, Joel, tell yes. us about the crypto because it's been a wonderful advertisement on your uh, Instagram and all that. I'm very interested. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Bloody hell. Mate, I actually worked out. I worked out, Boz. Uh, I actually wasn't hacked. It's more um, uh, mistake. Uh, not mistake. Yeah, I know. You had your identity stolen. I was, I was listening. I, I listened to you. I listen. I listen to you all the time. All the time. I heard you say you had your identity stolen. No problem. Mm. Everyone knows about it, mate. You're high profile, so we all know about it. <laughs> but happened to you. Happened to you, Boz, didn't it? It did. It did. Yeah. But here's the funniest bit about me. So you know how you always go to me, Boz. Why do you put XMB at the end? I said specifically because of that reason. So when it did, they didn't put XMB. So the majority of people turned around and said, "I, I knew it wasn't you." But there'll be some. Uh, there's some unnamed friends who actually direct messaged me because it was like a crypto advert, like saying, you know, if you invest 1,000 with me in three days time, you'll have $10,000. There's about three or four of my friends who remain unnamed direct messaged me and went, Boz, let's get in on this. <laughs> so hang on, Boz, what does X, Boz, what does XMB mean? Love Mark Bosch. Nothing. It was just, it's just a, yeah, exactly. Love oh, Mark Bosch. That's it. Love, that's I, it. Yeah. But I, I had it, I had it there. So, you know, if you don't have see XMB, there's, there's something not quite right. And it worked in the end. I'm going so, to start doing so, XJC. Yeah, so hang on, hang on, hang on. Do you – so what about text messages? Will you do that with me? Yeah, all of them. Everything? Yeah, I do, I do. Yeah, everything. Yeah. When I saw you at the fish market, I went, good to see you today, Fletch. XMB. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. So is this – did someone did someone tell you to do this? Like a guru of social media say this is – is this how you do it? Or you just yeah, come up with this? Uh, yeah, I did. I got a good tip. I got a good tip. Yeah, yeah. I got a good tip. XMB. I'm going to yeah. do something like that too. What can I do? Yeah. Hey, XBF. Just on that, yeah. did you – so yeah. were you similar to me? Were you hacked or, like me, was yeah. it um, stolen identity? Boz. You XMB. cut off – sorry, Joel, you cut off – No, no, yeah, what I'm Sorry, saying, sorry, you just cut off for a second. Yeah. No, no I was I, I was hacked, and, and the good people at Stan Sport, um, we've got a lady who sorts that type of thing out. She basically sorted out within hours, so she wow. was absolutely outstanding. That was good. That For, an, for a moment then, that was SMB. <laughs> Silent Mark. <laughs> 
Hey, Boz, do you have a – when you were playing, did you have like a a superstitious – superstition like of of food? Like did you eat the same thing? Not of food. No, not not really, not of food. I I, I used to put my left boot on first, but that was just out of habit rather than saying, oh, if I don't do – like if I didn't put my left boot on first, I wouldn't be like having a panic attack in the dressing room saying I can't play because I'm – you know, I, I didn't put my left boot on first. That was really about it. Oh, every time every time we scored a goal, uh, I would run back and touch the crossbar. Uh, first goal, if we it was uh, like uh, odd numbers, first, third, five. I I, I would use my left foot, uh, even numbers, my right foot. <laughs> and you don't have any superstitions, that'll do me, boss. You are very as uh, uh. as Stevie Wonder would say. Very superstitious, <laughs> and we do, and we do have a good Stevie Wonder story that I will not tell. Yeah. I'm taking that to my uh, grave. Boz, just on um, the Champions yeah. League, of course, you can catch that on uh, live on Stan Sport. Yeah. Uh, Craig Foster's part of the call, but what about our man Maxi Rushton, who had his car stolen? Yes. Have we got an update there? Yeah. Well, we got an update from this afternoon that the car has been found, and the, the oh. perpetrators, five of them, have been arrested. So five. there you go. Five. So there you go. Is it a five seater? Yeah. Can I ask you this, Boz? Uh, the yes. Ar- Arsenal, as we stand here today, top of the table, was no. this was this a bit of a, sh- a surprise for you, or have you seen very, this, ca- this coming? No, 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 very big surprise, and and I think that's to the majority of people. I think anyone who put their hand on their heart right now and says, "Oh, at the start of the season, I knew mm. Arsenal would be in this position," you know, uh, you know, in February, I would be lying. They've done an outstanding job. I really had an outstanding job, and they're winning games right, you know. It's sort of, you know, right at the death, uh, like on the weekend against Aston Villa, they were like 93rd minute, um, it was 2-2, and they scored a goal out of nowhere, and then they got another one right, right like you know, literally 30 seconds later when Emmy Martin as the Villa goalkeeper came out for a corner and got caught out. Um, they, they really are in, in a good shape. They're, they're out of all the domestic competitions. They can just concentrate on this. They have to start to play again in the Europa League. So that will be in about three or four weeks' time. So that may take its toll. But I think the focus for them will be on winning the Premier League. Whereas I think if you had to really ask Pep Guardiola, Manchester City, of course the Premier League is important to them. But if they had a choice between that and the Champions League, I think they would lean a little bit towards the Champions League. Because like I said, that is really their holy grail. Pete appears to be in very serious condition. The man alive. If he dies, he dies. Yeah, Fletchy Feud's back. We need our listeners to tip us off also at Joel Fletcher SEN. If you find a feud we need to hear about, mm. but Brian, you found one. Yeah, now Gus, look, the, the great Gus called, he loves his cricket. This would be the, the ranking of power, power rankings. Yep. Rugby league. Yep. Cricket. Yep. Maybe even half a rung down. Golf. Yep. Badminton. <laughs> so, and he's a prolific tweeter. Yeah. Loves his tweeting. Yep. Nine News Australia said, and now he works for this master, Masthead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Australian cricket team is facing a mass exodus after being crushed by India. Mm. With Josh Hazelwood and Skipper Pat Cummins, blah, blah, blah. Gus then said, what a group. Then Trenny Copeland came and said, maybe you're not your best take there, Gus. The captain has family reasons. Hazelwood and Warner are both injured. Would you have them forced to stay in India? We lost two tests. Sure, mistakes were made, blah, 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 blah. Gus just went... Maybe it's not your best take. Bang. Oh, bang. Less is more sometimes, Brian. Yeah, Gus just frosts on on cricket. Does he? I yeah. think, you know, and I'm a bit like feeling like Gus. In the old days, you just think of like AB and Steve Waugh who'd be, you know, getting in the trenches. That doco, everyone's talking about AB. They're making comparisons all of a sudden to AB. Just before we get to our next guest, the great Will Harris. 
Uh, we just had Fletchy feuds, and I just come across another one on Twitter. Jack Blythe, who is a journalist. Jack Blythe. Blythe. Who's he work for? Uh, I don't watch your Zero job. tackle, I think it is, Joel. Zero tackle, zero tackle. Um, now, he tweeted out, he said, was it really a money-based decision, Barry? So if it's Newcastle Knights, who are we talking about? Oh, yeah, Barry Tui. Correct. He said, from what I understand, Newcastle had the ability to upgrade his 2023 deal as well and probably outbid the Roosters. Seems like more of a I-want-to-win-a-premiership decision than a financial one. To which Barry does reply and reposts, you're a journo, Jack. Do some digging of your own, mate. Oh. Yeah, good. No, 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 no. That's not that's not feud. No? Oh what? No. Yes no, no. it is. No, it's not. That's a feud. It's a first no, round no, knockout, no, isn't no, it? No, 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 no. Oh. No. Well, that's actually. a feud. That's like that's like Oh, you're a journo. Let's let's work together. No. You're reading it like that. Dig it. Well, I tell you what. <laughs> is it in capital? No, no I tell you what. It's all in context. No, it's easy to do that. All right, I'll read no, it again. Hey, Let me read it. Okay, <laughs> tell you what. We're a bunch of hacks here. I, no. Let for me these, read no, it. No. For these types of things, <laughs> you can feud. read it. For these types of things, I need to go to you, someone you from like Scott's this. College. They yeah. know all about this. They're doyans when it comes to feuds. Okay. And our man's on the line who will debunk all of this. Will Harris. G'day, Will. G'day, Joel. How are you? Now, you obviously heard all the evidence there Will, being presented. I'm here too, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and Fletch, sorry. Thanks, yeah. mate. How Thanks, are you, mate. Fletch? I'm going good, mate. I'm going good. So, Will, uh, this is the way. I don't know. If, did you hear that? So, we're talking about feuds. Jack Blythe said, was it a really – this talking about Dom Young. Mm. Was it a really a, a money decision? Barry, from what I understand, Newcastle had the ability to barber sign it. Don't put an upward inflection to no, make it I'm sound not. nicer. No, I'm not. But Barry just said, you're a journo, Jack. Do <laughs> some digging of your own. <laughs> oh, you Jack. went – you went – you're a journo, Jack. <laughs> so it's all in the way you say it. Yes. Gibbo, we share the brain. We We're on the same the page. Yeah, I'm going, yeah. I'm going to Will. Will's the only intelligent okay. one here. Scott's College, if you don't mind. Yeah. Will? So what's the question? Is it a, is it a feud <laughs> or is it not a feud? Yeah. Well, is, is Barry replying? Is he whacking Jack? Yeah. Is he whacking Jack or is he saying, you're a journo, Jack, like me. Oh. Do some digging of your own, <laughs> mate. Say like oh, me. Yeah, like yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. No, I reckon he's having a bit of a go at him. Oh, yeah, he could be. I'm even going to press the love button there for Barry. Uh, Will, mate, rugby union is just about back. Uh, you're all ready to go, mate? Yeah, we're excited. Uh, first game on Friday against uh, the Brumbies at the new stadium. Um, yeah, it's been a pretty long pre-season, so I'm pretty keen to um, get into it and start playing, yeah. Have you been on there yet, mate? Have you had a, a captain's run, so to speak? You've been training on the... Uh, yeah, we actually um, we trained there last Tuesday Yes. and then had our... Um, Season launched there, and then we slept there overnight. Ooh. Swags. Excuse me? And it uh, absolutely <laughs> pissed down. So, yeah. Sorry, so you were, you were all, like the whole side? Yeah, the whole squad. So we did like a Tuesday, Test Match Tuesday um, session there, and then mm. um, had the season launch. And um, and then, yeah, like um, a lot of well, a lot of the boys left when it started raining at about 2 a.m. But, yeah, we, we all sort of um, started sleeping there at least and in a – Attempt to sort of get to know our home ground a bit better. I think. Oh, yeah, I this has got Brad Fittler and and Darren yeah. Col- Darren Coleman, yeah, Rob, mixed, Robbo. Yeah, and yeah. Robbo just all mixed together. Did DC? Uh, did he last the till three a.m.? Yeah, he lasted. So I got up at about uh, five thirty, I think it was, and he was still there. Yeah, I think he had a good sleep. There was only about two other blokes there when I got up. DC and about three others. Oh, they're, <laughs> they're his favourites. I bet. You. What about when you needed to do a Les Kiss? What happens there when you need to go to the, the toilet? Just Roll over. And I was like, I just sort of, just sort of held on till uh, five a.m. and then just thought, yeah, that's enough for me. I'll, I'll head home and get a couple of hours home. Yeah, nice. But um, I, I was know. also on the other side of the field, so it would have been a bit of an issue in the rain. 
Have you ever done that before? Have you ever, have you ever been out in in the uh, in the wilderness with a swag? Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, so at Scotts, you do like six months down at Kangaroo Valley. Oh, that's, that's right, Glengarry. Yeah, Glengarry. Yeah. And I heard you so, have uh, to write letters to to your family. Is that correct? Yeah, no phones. Yeah. Um, yeah, just letters. Oh, so, and year nine. Tell us about that. Hang on, Dan. Year nine, you're in the prime of your yeah of your of your what's doing yeah. life. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you up? Life? Say no more. Oh uh, yes. Say no more. <laughs> I tell you what, you have been doing. I'm uh, just looking at a photo there. Because you've been working on your arms. I'm just having a look at you in your, in your singlet. And uh, I've done a, lot, a little bit of research because that's what I do here. Mm. Eight, eight kilos you've put on. Yeah. How'd Since, you do? Uh, how'd you do that, mate? Oh, just a lot of eating and a lot of gym work. Right, okay, but um, all legal stuff, no, no funny business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course, good. Of course, yeah. Good boy. So I got knocked out at the end of the year last year, in my last game I played. So I had like two months off and I lost a heap of weight. So I think they were oh. taking the taking the figures from, from my my peak and, and my um and the bottom there. So it might, might be a bit of May on that. Tell you what, uh, a metre 94, that's Rooster's territory, Brian. Six foot, what's that? Six foot five? Yeah, six five, six six. Yeah, you're past, big. past the Robbo criteria. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, are you a number eight or a number six? Number eight, more, more than number six. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty similar. Yeah. What? Yeah, I was going to ask you. What? What are the different nuances of of uh, playing eight or six? Uh, the main one is probably like the off the back of the scrum. You've got a bit more control work to like. You're more of like a you play more as more of a bit of a ball player off the back of the scrum than the six more just does the pushing. Right, and I don't do don't do much pushing. Okay, so tell me this: at the moment, you can't include yourself. Who's the best number eight in the world? <laughs> um, Subjective, obviously. Rob Valentini's pretty good for the Wallabies. Yeah. Um, uh, Artie Sarvey for the All Blacks. Yeah, yeah, pretty good as well. Okay, yeah. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. One of the two of SENZ were there, Brian. One went off to get married. Yes. And the other's name's Beaver. Yes, and Sumo. Sumo. Sumo was very good. I like Sumo, and i tell you who else I like, Joe Kelly. Yeah. Didn't realise he was uh, the button pusher for the wages for the Chelsea footballers. Massive salaries. That sounds like the Sumo to me, Brian. Yeah. Scotty, Sumo, yeah. Stevenson, Stephen, the Beaver. Uh, Hello, boys. <laughs> Hello, Hello are we? guys. How are you going? We're going very, very well. Um, Scotty, yeah. the nickname's Sumo. Getting yep. to know you. Do tell. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Do that's tell. Good. Really, really jumped us. Um, I used to, you guys have known a lot of surf lifesaving clubs. Yes. Obviously, big big sport in Australia. And um, I grew up doing surf lifesaving here in New Zealand, and I was the fat kid in Speedos. And that's ah, it. Ah, Sumo. Yeah, that's okay. it. So, um, But I was quick in the water. Gotcha. How, okay, you, don't, you don't expect a dolphin to run fast, do you? But you no. expect it to have a certain layer. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Beav? Where did Beaver come from? Keep no, it clean, keep it I'm never going to tell anyone. <laughs> I've, tried, I've just, tried for 15 years. Just an innocent kid thing, really. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Ugly looking child. Where did Fletch come from? Uh, well, my nickname as a kid, my family nickname's Kirby. Mm. Why? Because. The cartoon? No, nah, the wrestling. So I've got four older brothers. And there was apparently the wrestlers would – Kirby was the announcer. Yep. So when I was little, <laughs> I'll get you, Kirby. And so I'd run around the room and my brothers would chase me. Yeah, it's pretty rank. I but, like it. Yeah. But as you, as you do know, Sumo, I don't know if you do know this, 
Mm-hmm. My real nickname is Tripod. <laughs> so that, that's what my friends are really naming it. Yeah. They call me, or just Pod, Sumo. Yeah. And I, I assume that was um, due to your, um, your joy of um, hobby photography? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Correct. That's my call sign. Now, Steve-O, or uh, Sumo. 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 Yeah. Sumo. How well do you know our man? Let's not get the two confused. How well do you know our man MacGyver? <laughs> so, are we still on that? <laughs> this was this had all just gone down fresh the last time I was filling in on this show. Um, I, have you guys? Oh, have you buried the hatchet? Has there been any other awkward moments, or are we through it? No, we haven't spoken to him since. But <laughs> hasn't made another Wednesday. No, nah, that's just the way I like yeah. it, too, mate. Um, he's been, he's you been are, around for a long time. He has been. Around. Uh, no, cursed because I'd imagine he's on a honeymoon still. I don't know if you've even started the honeymoon. I yeah. think just the wedding party continued after Beaver left and everyone sort of could relax. I think they just kicked on. It's just a few days briefer, I think, for young Kirst. I think she's back tomorrow and uh, she probably needed a few days, to be fair, guys. Yeah, how was it, Beef? Good wedding? Yeah, yeah very good. Yeah. Very good. Heavy. Very heavy. Um, and, a, and a thing, I don't know, first time I'd ever come across it, and I don't know if I'm old, but I'm, I think I'm younger than you two, but a silent disco. Have you ever come across it? Mm. Is that with the headsets on? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Was it because of noise restrictions? Or? Mate, there wouldn't have been a neighbour within kilometres. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and uh, but I remember I wasn't in a great state by the time the silent <laughs> disco <laughs> came out, but I, I, got, all, I got into it. Did yeah. you? I really did. I don't usually hit a D floor, but geez, I got into it. I did see an Instagram video of um, World Cup winning All Black Mills Millionaire, also enjoying himself <laughs> in the silent disco. I can't imagine you dancing for starters, Beef. <laughs> it's, it's amazing what a day on the grins will do to you. Beef, I haven't been to a, wed- to a wedding for a long time. What, what's the go now with presents? Do people, you know, they say, oh, look, we, we don't want anything, we just want your company or your attendance. That's all bullshit, as we know. Yes, of course. <laughs> you want, you want then, some payback, don't then you? then people say, he's, do they still do like wedding registries? Yes. Yeah, they do. Okay. Yeah. So you go in quick and get the ironing board. If you don't go in quick, you get left with either having to pay a fortune. Yeah. While we're on this topic, what did you go for on the wedding registry, well, uh, if anything? Maybe maybe the alcohol. Mm. Oh, you supplied the alcohol. Mm. Jeez, that was kind of you. Yeah. Was that conditional upon your invitation? <laughs> I don't know. How big was the wedding, Beef? What's that? How big was the wedding? And, and to uh, what point do you miss the cutoff? So if it was 60, do you still make it? What's your number, you reckon? I reckon it wasn't much bigger than 70. Yep. Oh, intimate. Yes, it was actually. And uh, we're, down, we're down in Queenstown and... Uh, I hadn't seen sun for a while. I got absolutely hosed up by the sun. They were trying to apply sunscreen to me about nine o'clock at night. Well, by then it was it was too late. You get a perineum out. <laughs> so, uh, we're, we're, we're <laughs> well, we're talking about this sunning the, the perineum. It's a bit. It's a big. It's a big go. Wait. It's a big go over here now. What, what sunning the gooch is a big yes. go. Yeah, yeah, the Graham. So, but, wow. so the Graham gooch. The gra- sunning the gooch yeah. is huge. It's, wow. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of NRL players doing it, give, trying to get a little little bit of an advantage in the, in the upcoming season. This is Van Inkham. So no more than 30 seconds on the John Voigt and then off you go. <laughs> hey, Beeve, guess what's come across Guess what's come across my desk? Tell me. I know what song you were listening to while you were dancing. Uh, Gibbo hit him. <laughs> Here we go. This is my favourite bit. Oh. That's so good. This is the best bit. Yeah. <laughs> Ready? Coming up. 
thinking of myself. Hey! No! Yes, please. I love it. I really wish I'd been in the state that I was at Kirsten's wedding singing it. Oh, I love it. I really, really love it. You should get an album coming out. What I need to see, boys, I need to see the Warriors go on a, a winning run where he's not under the pump, he's relaxed, and we can see the real Andrew Webster. Yeah. I'm promising you now, he's one of That'd the great, great rock-solid humans on mm. the planet. He's a champion bloke. Well, they've got a tough start too, boys, because they don't get two home games in a row until rounds nine and ten. So it's not, again, it's not the easiest start for the Wo-Wo's, but look, I, I hope's high here. Yeah, it Hope's is. high. Well, Sean, That's the trader who comes on the show, he, he thinks it's obvious the Warriors will get the spoon. I cannot have that. And maybe no. I'm too invested into Webby, Webby. but, but mm. I, I can't mm. see that. No. I mean, the way they're talking, Tamari Martin is it was the first one old Webby sort of said, who's impressed you? They all did. Tamari Martin. Yeah. He said yeah. he, he yeah. everyone is saying, and I think uh, even the reserve grade coach. Slade um, Griffin. Slade yeah. Griffin said, Tamari Martin is set for a year. Mm. So, yeah. hope so. The Roosters CEO is Joe Kelly, and he's joined us. G'day, Joe. Good afternoon, Joel. Pleasure. How are you guys? Going good. Going good, Joe. Now, first of all, tell us about this Hyundai partnership. I'd imagine there'd be plenty of car, different car dealerships or coming companies throwing their uh, throwing their hard earned at the Roosters. Why? Why did the Hyundai? Uh, how did that all come about? I think, as we mentioned this morning at the launch, you know, we we both have very similar values. They're they're innovative. They're progressive. Uh, just a, a perfect fit for us. You know, you can sort of see where they're taking their business over the next five to ten years. They expect to, you know, certainly uh, in that electric space, um, really focused on, you know, going green and um, their, their actual strategy around that and their innovation is uh, is remarkable. And, yeah, we, we feel like it's a really good, really good fit for our organisation. You've been excellent for a while, this, the Roosters, no doubt about that, Joe, but uh, you now have the completion of the Nick Politis Centre of Excellence. How's that all gone down? Yeah, going down great. Um, yeah, we took actually the, the executive team, um, Ted Lee and his um, colleagues through this morning, and yeah, we've only been open really officially a month since um, it was announced on the 24th of January this year. Uh, we are naming it the Nick Politis Centre of Excellence, but we're, we're you know, just yeah, really sort of proud of what we've actually achieved there and the fact that yeah, the biggest part of the history is that we haven't left the precinct in 115 years. So um, to now actually find ourselves a permanent home for at least the next 25 years uh, in Allianz Stadium is, is a really achievement that we're really proud of. Joe, being a CEO, you have to front the board occasionally. And I know on the board is a gentleman called Luke Rickardson. Seriously, what does he offer uh, being on the board of directors of such a powerful club? Does he say anything? Does he bring any, anything to the table? He's a really good golf partner, Fletch. Yeah, yeah. that's about it. Yeah, that's about, that's about it. Well done. No, no, he's got that wealth of knowledge around insurance. All those sorts of things that are really important to us as an organisation in the 21st yeah. century. Yeah, um, that'd be a great conversation on the golf course, the Joe. Just talking about insurance. Yeah, yeah, that would, yeah. that wouldn't be great. No, yeah, obviously Rico is one of our greats, <laughs> and um, he you know, he brings that sort of footy footy feel to the board. Um, a lot of you know. Uh, exceptional businessmen on our board, um, and, and Rico's yeah, certainly making his way in that respect as well. But, but yeah, add that for his flavour. Uh, I think you'll hear from him tomorrow night at our season launch, actually. Um, now, can we talk about the Dom Young? Hang on, did you get invited, Brian? No. No. <laughs> of course not. No? No, no invitation? No, no, no. no. 
I don't we'll, I would. We'll, we'll I would send, you. send something out to me, John. Um, <laughs> Joseph, yeah. the Dom Young saga. It's been, it's been, res, res, uh, I suppose it's all over the media, but nothing has been official, my understanding is. It, uh, will there be an announcement about Dom forthcoming uh, weeks? I, I, I won't go into that one. Um, I okay. think there's plenty of events that are already publicly, but uh, I'll leave that one until an appropriate time. Okay. No, that's fine. Now, Joe, I ask this of all CEOs. What's the thing that you you look to immediately when you wake up every day and you're looking at some kind of metric to do with the club? What's the thing that occupies your mind the most in the morning? Yeah, good question. Uh, we've we've just actually had a couple of days of you know, strategy in the last earlier this week, Monday, Tuesday, and and I think that for us, it's always about trying to evolve the business. It's always about looking at you know there's rapid changes in technology. Um, we heard from a keynote speaker yesterday around that. Uh, and, and I think, yeah, we're always looking at, okay, how, how do we improve ourselves? And I think that's probably the key thing. Like, it's waking up each day and, and striving for something better than the day before. And, yeah, I feel like we're, we're making a good fist of that. And um, we've seen the, the club just continue to progress, um, yeah, at, at a really good pace over the last, you know, four or five years. Who's the – I know the chairman's the – chairman's, um lounge there at uh, Allianz before yeah. that was Sydney Football Stadium. Who's have the... you been invited? I have been. I've actually been there a couple of times. Uh, I had to sneak in, but uh, who's the most famous person that's gone in there? Because we see... Great question. We see like Hugh Jackman going to Manly. Um, who's the yeah. most famous celebrity that's gone into the chairman's lounge? That's a really good question. Um, Thanks, I'm just trying to think even back over the last 12 months, 18 months, you know, we've had the likes of David Warner's been in there. We had George Kembosis in there last year, yeah. holding up all his belts um, and spoke brilliantly. Um, I just, yeah, I can't think back much beyond the last year or, year or two, but it's obviously well frequented, you know, um, by, you know, sort of you know, esteemed and high-profile people um, each and every game that we play. Big end of town, we like to call it. What about the big end of town in Chelsea? So yeah. you're working over there for Chelsea. What about their sort of stars? Do you see anyone famous... Any of the Spice Girls? <laughs> no, I didn't see the Spice Girls. Okay. Yeah, Brian Adams is a, oh. a season ticket holder, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, at, you know, in my day when I was there, obviously Roman was the owner of the club and, you know, you'd, you'd see a lot of a lot of Russians hanging around. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, a big end of town, big end of Europe. Did you have much to do with Roman and, and how did that all play out? How did you find him? No... Sort of, you know, like Roman's English was fluent, but he never spoke it to you in person. Um, he always went through an interpreter. Um, oh, no. But, yeah, I'd see him regularly. Uh, he was really invested in the club, and you'd see him around the club all the time. He'd go to trial matches, um, not unlike what our chairman and our board members do here. Um, they're, they're very passionate about the club, and he was no different there. He was a he was an owner for, was it, nearly 20 years. Um, so you'd, you'd see him, he'd, he'd, he'd acknowledge you, uh, but he wouldn't necessarily say a lot to you. Why would he do that? Why? So if he, he could speak English, why would so he he would yeah, talk I don't know. Russian? I don't know, French. Strange thing. Was it just was no. it was it just you, Joe? Yeah, I, I I just don't know. I mean, yeah. it was actually interesting because for the first twelve months or so, the existing chairman at the time stayed in his position and happened to bump into him at Nice Airport one day and tell he told me this story uh, a few weeks later and said, yeah, he'd sold the club to. Abramovich, yeah, it was Ken Bates, and Ken Bates then says to me a couple of weeks ago, he said, I bumped into him at 
uh, Nice Airport, and lo and behold, um, he spoke to me in perfect, you know, fluent English, and yeah. I, I hadn't had a single conversation in the previous 12 months in English with him. I was always through an interpreter. Right. I don't know. I don't know. So, That's part of the, so, part of the mystery. Welcome back to the best of the run home with Joel and Fletch. Now, rugby league must be close, Brian, because the host of Morning Glory joined us live where we expect his son, Cooper, to be the number six for Manly. Well, yes, uh, he will be the 5'8 for Manly, but also I'd like to have a beer with these two together. Darren Coleman, the coach of the Waratahs, and Matty Johns. Oh, what? Imagine that for a trio. What? This time next week, Brian, you get the band back. Yeah. For your 10th year, 11th year? Not sure. I think it's 10 this year. Well, Matthew will know. G'day, Matthew. Jeez, that time's gone quick. It might be 11. Might be 11, John. 11 years. Yeah, I missed the first year. I was doing doing Super Saturdays. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And and you were perfectly fitted for it as well. Uh, I I tell you what didn't fit, my suit (laughs) that I was knocking around. But that was the great Shervo, the days of the great Shervo, who uh, he's gone gone on to... uh, Bigger and better well, things, hasn't he? I was watching him this morning on Sunrise. Yeah, Excellent. He's doing all, a good job. All over it. He was, I tell you what, he was interviewing Jim Jeffries. Ah. Uh, Jim Jeffries, a big fan of his, apparently. <laughs> Do you know, my um, my <laughs> father used to date Jim Jeffries' mum. Your wow. father what? used to date Jim Jeffries' mum. Wow. That's, yeah. Uh, and Jim, I, I was unaware. Jim Jeffries told me. Jim Jeffries, I spoke to him once. He said, Man, he said, your old man grow up in Curry Curry? I said, oh, yeah, wow. yes, yeah, your dad used to date my mum. We've been talking, Maddie, about Dom Young, and mm-hmm. you've got the Newcastle Knights background, Hall of Fame player there. He's one of the stars. Yeah. Newcastle are being courted, of all people, by mm-hmm. the Sydney Roosters to get Dom Young services. What What are your thoughts? Oh, look, Joel, like, I mean, obviously I'm disappointed as a Newcastle fan, but, mate, you know what? The, the young bloke, like, he came out as a teenager. Mm. You know, he was about 18 believe came out from Huddersfield pretty much unknown and like that was a massive move like he, and he went through a lot that first year he was he was homesick he came out and you know he was still really like he could he was a really good athlete but he was really he was obviously very green around the gills and I know um and early on they gave him a go in first grade and you could so I remember at the time thinking oh no 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 like mm. it, it's too early and I remember they were playing the Tigers and Madge kept going down his side and so he, that first season he played he had a, he had a lot of difficulty understandably so um, but he just hung in there trained hard he's a terrific young bloke and as I said before getting through all that homesickness that difficult first season of course, because it's high profile of the game, with the criticism that come with it, and to just hang in there and did what he did and have the great season last year, be one of the players of the World Cup. You know what? Good on him. That that's what I think. That like the Roosters, there's no doubt it's a prestige club, and we get there all the time. We say, "Oh, not the bloody Roosters again." But the bottom line is, when a, when the Roosters or a Penrith or a Melbourne Storm come knocking, players are naturally flattered by it, and. You know, it's up to the other clubs to, to close that gap. For the Newcastle point of view, as I said originally, very, very disappointed, but I can't begrudge. I cannot begrudge Dom. Having said all that, we cannot let him go early, a year early. I think there'll probably be a little pre- a little pressure in the next couple of days. But I don't think I don't think he wants to go early. Like he's he's really settled there. And they just can't do it. So if Newcastle let him go early, it's what it says to I think I think what it says to the rest of the league if you if you're going to let 
if you, if a club's going to exert pressure on you and there's going to be pressure put on the Knights, whether it be for media or, or the club, to let him go early, well, if you're going to be bullied off the uh, off the field, then you're going to be bullied on it. They've got to stand their ground and show a bit of strength and say, no, 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 like, you know, you know, we're good on him. He's gone after this year, but he's still contracted for another season. You know, and he's great. People love him in the Hunter Valley. He's been great for the side. We want another 12 months out of him. Now, Matthew, let's just change, change tactic. I know you're doing 75 yes. hard, no alcohol. You've got to drink mm. four litres of water, yada, yada, yada. I just want yep. to know, a, a soft drink, are you, eating any, are you drinking any soft drink? No, Fletch. Okay. I'm, drinking, I'm drinking no pop because just drinking four litres of water a day. Okay, well, you might like, change... There's just, there's just no room for anything else. <laughs> you, you might change your mind after I... Uh, a story came across my desk... And it says, a study has revealed how drinking Coca-Cola and Pepsi can lead to larger testicles and higher testosterone levels. Tests on rodents... Uh, sorry, the study looked at three groups of mice. One that drank water. Let's call that Maddie. Another that drank different levels of Coca-Cola. Let's say Gordon. And another doing the same with Pepsi. Let's say uh, Britain Speed over 15 days. <laughs> so, it would be die, Pepsi. So tests on the rodents, including... Tests on the rodents included weighing their testicles and drawing blood. They were tested on day one, on day five, seven, ten, and fifteen. It was quickly discovered that the mice drinking Coke and 100% Pepsi, compared to the mixture of Pepsi and water, had a significant change in their orchestra stalls. For, for instance, the mice that were given pure Coca-Cola had higher levels of the male hormone compared to that who drank water. This is outstanding. Yes. The study concluded drinking Coca-Cola and Pepsi could promote testis development and enhance testosterone secretion. Our findings provide the scientific basis for fully understanding carbonated beverage effects. This is it. This has changed the whole... I mean, if you're Coca-Cola well, now, yeah, this yeah. is... What a great... Fletch, I'll testy, put something sorry. out. Testy, yeah. testy, sorry. Testy's development. <laughs> well, Fletch, I'll just put something out for the SEN listeners. Maybe yeah. you both get involved. Does anybody really care about having big balls? Nah. Good. I mean, really, it's just all about the old fella. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, but this is the thing, right. Matthew. This is the this is the thing. Yeah. When you're the, down the beach mm. and you've got your uh, budgies on, people can't tell the difference. No. It, it, oh, so you're it, saying you, we it, can disguise it and put the beans over the frank? Correct. So <laughs> as you're as you're walking down, those men uh, that have have the big cags, yeah, you're hanging. Out, hang on. What what is that? Yeah. Is that the beans? Well, is that the frank? Right. Well, I had I went one of my best mates. He's going to school. I'm not going to mention his name, but uh, Rick. Anyway, so, <laughs> mate, he had the biggest testicles I've ever seen. They yeah. liked a couple of grapefruits. Yeah. But his old fella was honestly like like, like a mouse's nose in the forest, as they like to say. Lemur-like. Anyway, he, uh, uh. he – but, but what he used to do the same thing. Mm. And I remember when we went to – like I went to an all-boys school, but year 11 and 12 became co-ed. And I remember like – some of the girls going, oh, mate, what about the size of, like, rigging? And oh. we didn't have the heart to tell them, mate, it was, yeah. I'm sorry. It was <laughs> it's a deception. It's, it's all knacker. Yeah, that's outstanding. That's outstanding. But he is one of Brian's favourites, and he's been saying, we need this man on. He calls him DC. I don't know DC as well as Brian knows him, so I call him the coach of the Waratahs, and I call him Darren Coleman. He's on the line. G'day, Darren. <laughs> Hello, boys. How you going? Ah, uh, going good, mate. What What have you? Uh, were you in a, in a high-powered meeting? Why couldn't we speak to you till exactly five o five? 
Mate, I was on a tram. I had about a hundred oh. people packed around me. Yeah, I was coming back out of the city. Oh, so, nice. Uh, I'm sit- sitting in my car now. I'm all good to go. Where did you go? What were you on the light rail for? Mate, I had to go down the city. I had a meeting in there after training this morning. So, uh, yeah, it took a bit of time, but it was uh, it was scenic. It was uh, people were friendly. It was great. Oh, good. good. You're in your fifties, <laughs> Darren. Now, how did you celebrate your fiftieth? Mate, uh, yeah, I just did it. I just did it. I just hope me. If my hundredth is doubly big as that, I'll be in some trouble. But um, <laughs> no, I had, uh, had a few mates up at uh, at my brother's pub up in Newcastle, and we uh, bit of dress up, bit of seventies theme, and uh, everyone had a great time. Oh, who'd you go dressed as? Please say Buzz Rothfield. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have spent I would have spent the day putting shit on people. <laughs> uh, he's a li- he listens too. He listens. Yeah. He listens. <laughs> What's a pass mark, Darren? This season? Yeah. Oh, mate. We, yeah, we we got into six last year. was halfway up the ladder. Like, I, I wouldn't be – I'd be lying if I said I didn't have eyes on getting in the top four. You need to – you sort of need a home semi. You don't want to be going over to New Zealand in the playoffs to try and win your way into the grand final. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be having a crack at that. But it's hard. There's three or four really good Kiwi teams. The Brumbies who we got tomorrow night are – super strong the Reds so there'll be a fair few teams all with their eyes on the same prize my colleague has always wanted to be a talent scout in rugby and he's been telling me waxing lyrically for years about this kid Max Jorgensen (laughs) tell us about him (laughs) yeah from what I hear uh, Fletcher's good mate Uncle Nick is out on him so uh, (laughs) we'll claim that one we don't um, we don't get too many so yeah, good kid, mate. As you said, I think I heard someone say, son of a gun, his old fella Pete was a, not too dissimilar. I seen a photo in the paper today of actually of them both at the same age and they're, they're spitting image. Mm. Um, his old man Pete was a wallaby that then went to the to the Roosters and I think he switched to the Panthers in Super League days. But um, good kid, really quiet actually. He's, he's a humble, quiet kid. Um, Great on his feet, good speed. But what sort of impresses me most is he's got an ability to to position other players. He's not just. A, I think his dad was more of a finisher on the end of the line. Max, Max got a bit of footy about him around putting other blokes away. And and we've got no doubt tomorrow they'll they'll get into him. Nick White mm. will be putting up high kicks and and they'll be roughing him up. But if we didn't think he'd get him, we wouldn't throw him in. Did you think? Um, obviously, uh, Curtly Beal with, with his uh, issues going on. Was Max always going to be, in your eyes, be, be starting round one? I'll uh, be honest, and, and probably not. Yeah. Again, and full credit to the to his dad. Actually, when we first met, his dad said this kid will be starting starting fullback by round one, and I didn't believe him at the time. Um, I thought it was just maybe a an over overzealous father, which you get a bit. But mate, he wasn't too far off it. Um, we, we probably had designs on him doing a bit of an apprenticeship with Kirtley and under Kirtley. Um, but he's done some things in the trials. We've got another winger out, Dylan Peach. It's sort of opened up uh, an opportunity for him. And it's not, he hasn't Stephen Bradbury's way in. He's, he's, he did enough in, in those trials to say that he can handle it. He scored a ripper of a try against the Reds two weeks ago. And um, so, yeah, to answer your question, I, I wouldn't have thought he'd, Originally, three or four months ago, I wouldn't have thought he'd be ready to start. But he's just been—he's been carving up our beat, our other guys, and training week in, week out. So he deserves a shot.